Branch Brothers, the podcast is proudly sponsored by Black Bioorganic Glow. Aid is recovered. What? Aid is like one dollar seventy or something. Nah, yeah, I got Aid. Recovered. It's recovered. It's recovered. Yeah, what else? I got. I'm just. Uh, you tell me which ones, and I, you know, I got like thirty coins. Okay, EOS. No. Recovered. I was going to um, that. Then. ETC. Yeah. It's recovered to like seventy-seven. Okay. Um. As I someone say, Bitcoin Cash is. Bitcoin like... Cash now is recovering, but it's at like. 700 and something okay at one point it plummeted to like 400 or something you drop hard still yeah. yeah hi listeners um so <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry sorry as usual we have to start uh with the uh uh cryptocurrency pre-show um starring idris kazito and samuel Ooh. williams it's not a happy one this time around though guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> the market crashes by the time they listen to this Eva, <laughs> Eva has gone all the way up, <laughs> and we can provide some sort of funding over here. <laughs> well, it's plummeting, and we're eating Indomie. Like <laughs> whoever the man it is, is providing Indomie for us all. Oh, Everyone has to bring their own packet. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'll cook it for you. Just bring it. I'll microwave it. Um, I wanna, I wanna say I sympathise with your, with your current woes, but I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your honesty and, and I respect your courage to be open. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was lit. <laughs> oh, flip a neck, man. Man, they repurpose the mantra, guys. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else listening, watching, wherever you are, hello and welcome to. Brunch Brothers, the podcast. Yep, yep. I am Ajani. I am Samuel Williams. Idris Kazito. And today we are going to be talking about reflection. Okay. Yes. I thought I'd wait oh, to surprise the man. <laughs> yeah. I guess that when I kick my legs and it don't touch the floor, and I'm like, <laughs> it's actually, if I'm in my bed here yeah, and I'm happy, I kick. Yeah. Like, I'll be kicking yeah. up nothing. I just like, oh, yes, that's yeah. the sound I make. <laughs> Yeah, this is, I don't know what to do much anime, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, I just think obviously we're living very real lives at the moment, mm-hmm. and things are moving at like fifty thousand miles an hour, yeah. and it's important for us to take a, a, a step back and reflect on where we are, reflecting on how we're feeling, um, thought patterns, behavior patterns. And things like that so for those of you listening come along the journey with us because we get very real on this show and i'm excited to hear what idris and samuel are going to be sharing with us all i don't even know what I'm, which part i'm going to tell you mm-hmm. i had to do some reflection with the mandem though before we started recording because ooh, some sensitive things been going on mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so 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 um, before we get into that, how about we just do a regular check in? Mm. Yeah, who wants to go first? Mine's a little long still. So right. I think Idris. Yeah, mine's mine's briefish. Mine's briefish. It's been it's been long financially. Been very long financially. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not down. You're not yeah, down. I'm not. I'm not it's yeah, temporary. It's very temporary. I believe temporary. it's very temporary. It is temporary. So I'm, I'm not even panicking, but temporary. just seeing the the, the, the numbers. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's painful. It's painful. Mm. It's painful. So financially, I've just been 
Yeah, just licking my wounds, just being a bit of a baby, can't I? Okay. Um, I was a diva for a little bit as well, right. so I can relate, yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, work life, I'm just run down. Mm. Just very run down. I don't know. So in terms of that, I just don't feel like I can operate as optimally as I wish to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm alright in those terms. Personal life. Feel like I'm still winging it. Mm. I'm still winging it. I need a proper plan in place. Mm. I've got too much that I think I'm trying to do that I want to do, mm. and in the end, I end up not doing as much as I hope. We've, we've got lots to dive into there on the on the whole reflection topic. Mm. That's good. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. Okay. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Mister Williams. Um, By the way, can I just say, every, every time I've just read, because this man is so African, it's unbelievable, right? And every time I remember his name is Williams, right? Like, <laughs> I think to myself, his mum literally just looks like, what name's going to work? Williams. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you fool these white people. <laughs> you fool them. <laughs> you will fool them. <laughs> Samuel Williams, and then you hear you, you, this guy who makes Gary and, and Eba and Amala and all of this and... Yeah, I mean, a Samuel and Ulu Wako, Luwashi, you're buying me Williams. So, it's like sandwich, it's just sandwich. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's how you rub this England. You know what I'm saying? On paper, they think you're one of them. Say your other names again, please. Anu Ulu Wako, Ulu Washi, I buy me. Right, man's a shay, you know. Yeah, I'm a shay. Nice. You know what's mad? I forget sometimes. Because I got like so many like names, but not that much, but. Yeah, when someone's called Shay, yeah, I'll forget. I'll just say Shay. You know that like someone's called Samuel. I'm like, yeah. right, you got my name. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. someone's called Shay or Yomi, because mm. I'm Yomi as well, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, yeah, Yomi. She gave you all good. the good ones. And it's not too late. I'm like, oh, my name's Yomi. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name's Shay. Nothing. <laughs> Yomi. Yomi. <laughs> okay, so check check in, buddy. Yeah, I'm feeling uh good. I had uh, a good. Uh, I want to say, maybe I'll say closure or like a, a close to a chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a photo shoot on a weekend and the photographer happened to be a woman I dated in 2017 that had a daughter and like used the daughter to like hurt me. And, um, oh, you told me about this one. Yeah. 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 And it was something very painful for me. Um, you know, wanted, you know, I want kids. Mm-hmm. I want a family. Um, I grew very attached to this child. I was, when we were dating, and I was with the child for like half a year or so. Mm-hmm. She, um, she's dyslexic. She was spelling her name backwards. She was struggling with her maths. And I was like teaching her how to you know, yeah. properly. Right. And I put time, do you know what I mean? Like her mum's busy working a lot and I was just spending a lot of time with her. She was in her shell, her mum's like introverted and shy and anxious. She started to pick those things up and I was like kind of keeping her grounded, making her come out of her shell, make her share her poems with me and things like that and I just loved watching her journey. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember her mum, she used to say because her mum also has a like younger brother, like a big age gap. So the two of them, I was like a mentor, like a mm. figure for them. And I remember she used to say to me like, no matter what happens with us, I'd love it 
he can still be in their lives and if you can still help them with their development and this that and that you're a great influence to them and i said for sure like i love them like and then um when things when i ended things with her she was kind of cool about it but i didn't know it was because she was like delusional so she didn't believe that i'm really it was really over yeah oh so um <clears throat> So we, we, we were working on some projects together and she was like, yeah, like, we could continue working on them. So I go and work on it and then it just got to a point where she was like, yeah, but you can't see my daughter. I said, why? She goes, I don't want to confuse her. I was like, what, what would confuse her? She's like, because we're not together anymore. We're not dating anymore. So it's going to confuse you if, you're, if she sees you. I was like, no, she don't know anything. I'm only confused because she's bad at the time before like it only confuse her if i'm not if she doesn't see me anymore yeah. and she's like no no like trust me i know all that bs yeah. and i remember i was like she's like trying to get at me innit? like i know it because i know like it hurt her uh-huh. do you know what i'm saying me ending things with her and i was like i feel like she's trying to get at me so what let me know that she was really <coughs> playing some games was she would do things where she would before she would make sure her daughter's not not at home before i come she'd like let me make sure she's at her granddad's or wherever i'll come the daughter won't be there then she started to do this thing where she'll tell me to come and i'll come just when the daughter's leaving or just when so the daughter could be like sound and i'd be mm-hmm. like hey you're right and then the mum would like try to shove her in the cab or like block it off right. do you get what i'm saying so that way I, I could just taste a bit of the girl's presence and then it would just be taken away from me. And I remember it got to a point where I just couldn't take it anymore. And I remember she was, I was speaking to her. And then, because we, we kind of was in contact sporadically. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. regular seeing each other all the time. It was like, I don't know how often, but you know, I mean, a couple of times a month, maybe. I don't know. But there was a time she came to my house. And um, I don't know how or why, but I remember we were sitting in my living room. And I was expressing to her how I feel. And I remember like, tears coming on my eyes as I was telling her this hurts me, like, mm. this proper hurts me and I think that broke like her evilness inside uh-huh. because it's like she was in den- like she was just completely denying it no I'm not doing that, I'm not blah 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 and as I expressed myself wholeheartedly yeah, mm. she was like okay maybe maybe I did no. do that to hurt you and that ah, that crushed like that crushed me, hearing it and what was scary was the fact that I feel this hurt not seeing this girl that I don't even really know that long. Mm. Like imagine, I was just thinking of people that have kids mm-hmm. that can't see their kids. And it's like their actual blood. Like this girl isn't my blood. Mm. I've only known her like eight months, mm. a year at the time maybe. And I was so attached, do you know what I mean? I cared mm-hmm. and loved mm-hmm. her so much. And it was just scary that like, the power she had. Mm. And yeah, there's another long story, but she ended up going on some wild thing after that mm-hmm. and blocked me. Like, she went crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, so we haven't spoken or seen each other since 2018. Oh my. Yeah, when okay. she blocked me. So, fast forward now, and the weekend that just went, I see her at the shoot. But bear in mind, I knew she was going to be there. Because um, the guy asked me, am I cool with that? 
because it was her there. It was two witches, her and another witch that was doing like some sort of character assassination on set. Right. Dio. Yeah. 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 That B. Yeah. They were both there. Wow. Both there, fam. Both there. And you know what's mad? I knew about the character assassination because initial witch um which were the yeah, daughter yeah, yeah. told me yeah 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 which were the daughter told me about this other girl so which were the daughter even said to me which were the daughter was like be careful with her like she will even claim like false rape on you like that's how oh. mad she seems i don't know she's clocking her madness because she's mad she's mad as well yeah. this one's on that one. so she's like trust me when i'm like i don't know about that and she's like trust me dude, like i'm scared for you so yes. boom i go to the shoot i see them both there which which that um character assassination witch mm-hmm. ignored me didn't acknowledge me didn't acknowledge my presence was talking above me below mm-hmm. me around mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. any way she could and not avoid eye contact i had no opportunity to break the ice or say hello nothing and i've i've done pretty much nothing to her i'm not just mm-hmm. saying that like making myself a victim i've done pretty much nothing to this woman Anyways, I accept that. Okay, cool. I made a mental note in my head to tell the director, I do not want her in my presence ever again. Like, mm-hmm. working-wise. Like, I cannot work in a space where someone can't even acknowledge me as a human being. Mm-hmm. Which with a daughter, soon as I came, said hello. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're good. I, I had forgiven her. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So, for me, it was just... <laughs> yeah. So, I have, I have an issue. Is it? I have so, a big issue, and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. So, I've um, got on with the shoot. She's like doing photography. I'm engaging with her. She's like, oh, do this, do that. Yeah, yeah cool. I had little jokes and laughs. So, uh-huh. cool. Then, shoot's finished, and um, everyone's having a small talk and stuff. Mm. And then we're heading back. She lives like south as well, so we're both heading there on the same train. When we come out of the station, because it's me, her, and someone else, I said to her, can I speak to you? Because I remember I was thinking, nah, I, I want to, like, clear the air. Because, like, I want to see what she's got to say about all this. So, I tell her, I want to speak to her. She said, okay, cool. Like, she was very eager to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And, um, we sat down and spoke, and she told me, that she went through therapy and that she realised that she had created a whole story in her head. She had like made up scenarios and because when she spazzed out it was so we had so me and her stopped dating. Mm-hmm. I had dated a girl. And we me and her were friends. I told her about this girl I dated mm-hmm. and had sex with. Mm-hmm. Cool. Months down the line. I dated another girl. Told her about it. She was cool. She was cool. But there was a woman I was with before her that she knows mm. that she doesn't like. When's the book coming out? Chronicles. <laughs> 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 yeah, you took the word out of my mouth. It's like what? 
the women who made me. Yeah, You're welcome. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> so, the, so the woman before her, she was very insecure about her. Okay. Oh, okay. Very, very, like, I'm not even going to say questions she's asked or what she suggested. I'm not even going to say it. You might as well say it. Nah. Like, <laughs> I mean, she, open-hearted conversation. Uh, she, she, she was asking, like, if I'd want to do a threesome with them two. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, things like that. Uh, there's some stuff I don't like. Yeah. It's surreal, fam. Like, and she, uh, uh, like, uh, there's a not I can't even, fam. I've this been invited into a threesome before. Huh? I've been invited. No, into but a she before. wants. She's asking me if I'd have a threesome with my ex with her. Oh, that's that's mad. After asking me, constantly asking me, am I better? Is she better than me? Oh. Am I better than her or whatever? Like, I didn't love her. So, so anyways, we are. Um, yeah, so so what happened is I ended up having sex with that girl mm-hmm. after her. Mm-hmm. And then she she the one time we were and months later I was talking to Richard the daughter mm-hmm. and um Richard the daughter randomly brought up this girl and was randomly saying, I'm just so happy, you know, you haven't slept with her since me like randomly I'm so happy you haven't slept with her since me and blah blah and then she was like talking what and I was thinking what? I was like, why are you do-? And I remember just saying to her, but I have. And she, huh? What? She's like, yeah, I have. She was like, you asking to like, find out. I was like, yeah, this year. Like, what? What? Ah! Like, she went crazy. Like, she went crazy. She was cussing me off. You betrayed me. You're cheating on me. I was like, ah, what whoa, the whoa, hell whoa, whoa, are you whoa. talking about? Then she came off the phone, and then she, this girl, this girl that she called, was in Nigeria at her sister's wedding. She's called this girl off and was like, ah, nah, nah, nah. and this girl's like, what is going Like, she's bare confused. So this girl calls me and was like, Samuel, what's happening? Like, Blas called me and was talking about, I was like, oh, I told her we had sex earlier this year. She's like, so? I was like, no, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So that was a whole fiasco. She blocked me off everything, this, that, and that. Turns out, she, since I stopped dating her, she had still been telling her friends, her family, all of that was still together. Oh, she nice. had believed we were still together. And um, when, and for some reason, even though I had dated other women, when I had said I slept with this girl she doesn't like, suddenly I have cheated on her, like in her scenarios. And she says that windows where we didn't speak, she was filling it in with us i don't really know but she was saying in therapy she realized she had been filling it in with like us being together i i i don't know but i'm telling you what it was was her acknowledging like i was freely calling her witch like i was saying like you're a witch like for this and for that and this and that and hearing her say with her mouth i'm so sorry you did nothing wrong you know, you, no one has treated me as well as you, no one has blah, and I felt like blah, and this, that, and that. And I was like, even though I knew I wasn't mad, and I knew I was, like, correct, and I did right by her throughout, even though I knew that, it's just something different it's, about it's, hearing yeah, her hold herself accountable. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? And she was thoroughly holding, like, I said some things that probably would have been very hard to hear, but mm. I could tell she had already told herself. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It yeah, didn't yeah. shock her. It didn't. She was like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you could have said much worse. Yeah. probably said much worse in her own head. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. And she <coughs> spoke about a lot. And she, she kind of brought me into her world in what she was doing and what she didn't realise she was doing for that year after we stopped dating. And um, it, it gave me a lot of relief. Like, it gave me a lot of relief. And I hadn't seen her daughter or her brother since 2018. And she was even telling me that she had to like be straight up with her daughter. Because her daughter's asking like, why doesn't Sam want to see me? Like, oh, what's going on? Oh, that's heartbreaking. And um, and she was saying to her like, because cause she was saying that her daughter kept asking her like, mommy, why are you was in bed? Why are you this? And she was trying to explain to her like, she's depressed. She was depressed for like two years after she blocked me and stuff. And um, she said that. What kind of game are you serving, bro? I want to know. I've heard of magic wands, but my god. Oh man, it's 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 like everything together, isn't it? It's like everything together, isn't it? It's like my god. Yeah, so I'm very lovable. You know what I'm saying? So that's true. Anyway, she was like explaining to her daughter like I'm feeling like this because you know how I feel about Sam and it's difficult for me to be around him because of that X, Y, and Z. It's not he doesn't want to see you, he misses you guys, he wants to see you guys, but it's hard for me. And um, and I think what so that day she said like come and see them. And I said, okay, cool. And I went to see her daughter and her brother. Mm-hmm. And I think what really touched me was seeing how clearly they missed me. Like, her brother is, I think he's in year nine or year ten now. Yeah, and when yeah. he saw me, he like froze. Like he, he froze and started like, almost like his dad came back from the army or something. Like he froze and started and was like, oh my God. Oh my god, where have you been? And that, I felt oh, so bad. Oh, I feel, I feel so all warm bad. and stuff yeah. on the inside. And, I was like, and it was like, and I remember, I just, every time I had the chance, I look at her and say, see why you're bitch, Because you took me out of their lives. I was just like, I know, I know. Like, I kept constantly, every chance I had, I was a blow, like, bitch. But I wholeheartedly do forgive her. Mm-hmm. And I wholeheartedly wish her the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know if, if she does need help you know yeah. and maybe me the protagonist in me i sound like them horoscope people in it you know the what aries mean? in me yeah yeah the, <laughs> the pythagoras in me the aquarium in me so um yeah i found that conversation very very therapeutic for me and um it did provide me a lot of closure and being able to see those kids and knowing that my love and effort with them wasn't in vain mm-hmm. and knowing that i made a difference in their lives and I, I i showed them like love and i showed them affection and things like that made me very happy and it did highlight and let me know what i already believed and knew but i'd be a great father and a great partner that in itself was like very validating for me fantastic no doubt. wow Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thanks. It was nice getting that off my chest. Yeah, ah, yeah. It's my therapy. My gosh. Sorry if I bored you guys, nah, but man. I enjoyed no, I, getting I, off my chest. That was good. That was good. Um, wow. <laughs>
Right. It's a lot. So the reason why I react the way I do when Samuel tells me about like you know the the um, the misdeeds of these trifling women, yeah, is because and I say this with my chest and I say this as, as a person who's working on this because I witnessed a lot of manipulation from women when I was growing up, mm. and it's a culture that is very heavily promoted in, in some places mm. um it's just not obviously it doesn't say manipulation on the tin mm. you know what i'm saying it, it says persuasion mm. um and that's not true and so when i've seen how mm. wo- women can can literally put on a mood mm-hmm. in order to extract something mm-hmm. from you mm-hmm. and then once they've got it they can move on and they switch back like yanni i have a perfect example for that yeah, yeah. Like i I remember even during the sex, I said to her, this is so toxic. Mm-hmm. You see my ex? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, breaking up with her. Mm-hmm. So this might have been like a week before mm-hmm. we fully broke up. Mm-hmm. I'm breaking up with her, this girl was crying her eyes out. Yeah, And then she was saying, but we can, we can this, we can that. I was like, no, like it's not. Like you're not giving me what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not. And I can't force you to be someone mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. like it's, it's just not working mm-hmm. and she said loads of things and I remember I already knew there's nothing she could say that can convince change you my mind. Yeah. but I did not know the curveball she was going to hit me with of course she did she was crying and crying and she was like those things you know I, I, I didn't even tell you about I didn't speak to you about like that what she was like I've been feeling very suicidal lately oh, and blah blah blah, blah look blah. upon it and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Ayo. and you know what? A part of me knew, like felt this is like, this feels like manipulation, but the human in me still couldn't help but be concerned. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember she was saying to me, okay, like, I'm going to get my new job and get my own, because she was living with me. She's like, I'm going to get my own apartment. You'll have your own space. Can we just see how it goes? until then and when i move out you can then assess and see how you know this that and that but right now i'm just in a really dark space and i'm scared of what i do if i'm all of that so i said i i remember saying it felt provisional and i remember saying to myself all right i'm affirm this for her mental health then when she moves out i'll break up that's what that was my idea but i was like you know what i don't know what she's gonna do let me just give her this I, I didn't last. Like my self love was too much. I think four days after. <laughs> but anyways, this is the point. This is the point. Mm-hmm. So when she said that, and she was like, "Can you just, like, can you just do that?" I'm feeling this. I was like, "All right." I was like, "All right, cool." I swear to God, the tears went, and she was smiling and like then and there. Yeah. Then and there, like it. What it was so scary that she didn't even try to transition like, yeah like, she was no she was but like bogey on her nose and everything yeah. bro she was laughing like <laughs> wagging it all off and then started having sex with me i mean i was doing it as well of course but, like we were having sex and i was like oh my god i was telling her this is so toxic and i can't lie yeah saying it was toxic was telling me <laughs> <laughs> So because of that, um, I have massive trust issues with women, massive, mm. massive, and a considerable amount of anger towards them. 
And before we talked about, we did anger management, yeah, the, mm. the um, previous episode. And um, I was saying that being an angry person doesn't mean that you have to be enraged all the time. You don't have, you know, you don't have to be smashing things down. So me saying that I have like certain, um, uh, I have a lack of trust um, in women. And when I say that I've got a considerable amount of anger, yet again, it is channeled and it is, it is managed. And I'm certainly not in denial about it. So it was, it was me watching older women when I was a kid do the whole manipulation thing, whatever. And literally the moment they get what they want, they move on and it's hungry dory. Then I started to see my cousins do it and my sister do it. Um, I saw my mum do it. In fact, there was a time when I was a kid and like my mum and dad weren't seeing eye to eye. And my mum wanted my dad to come home, but he was with one of his hoes. And so my mum was like, I know. She told my dad that I'm having an asthma attack. And so my dad flew down from where he was. He was in the country, right? And he came back to the city to be with me. And I remember having to like wheeze up and ting and whatever. Yeah, he had so, so, and I was about nine years old at the time, like eight or nine years old. So when I, so as I'm teaching you how to manipulate as well. Well, this is the thing. So, so when I, <laughs> when I turned 30, there was a two week period where I just couldn't even look at my mum because I started to clock mm. a lot of these things. Mm. So I'm not, I'm, I don't, I don't have unwarranted anger towards women. Like mm. this, this, the fact that they manipulate so much and then it's, it's okayed in society as well. It's okayed in society. Yeah. Um, it, I, it doesn't sit well with me. I think if we're going to have conversations about equality and all these different things, whatever, then let's really be equal across the board. Do you know what I mean? Because actually like, the upper hand that women get in relationships and then they can just shrug shrug it off and they tell each other, well, it's your right. Okay, cool. It's your right, but don't be a manipulative person. So I have, so every time you, you tell me these stories and, and this is why that that other witch, yeah, from, from Valentine's Day, right? The other witch from Valentine's Day is a toxic one that did the suicide. Thing. I know, okay. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That witch, yeah. <laughs> I was so vexed because what she did, first of all, you're my brother, so I'm, I'm pissed. What's mad is I've, Forgiven her before anyone. I, no, no yeah. one around me has forgiven her, but I have. Okay, well, let someone with yeah, me and yeah, see how well you're gonna do with forgiveness. So, it's a struggle for me. It's a real struggle for me. Mm. Yeah. So I, I wanted to just like kind of give context to, mm. to why I'm so sour when I hear that women have done something wrong. Mm. And don't get me. And listen, if you, if you're a long time listener of the show, yeah, you'll know that we absolutely celebrate women advocate oh my god like we push absolutely because it there is a massive um disparity between how women um are treated and how men are treated and stuff and black so, women black black women especially yep so this is not this is not a a hate fest against women no. i'm just being honest that some of my adverse childhood experiences have led me to have some very very um, sometimes corrosive emotions mm. towards them, especially when they do that bull Like, I get, and I don't have patience for it. So, my ex girlfriend used to say to me, like, Oh, you're so tough. Like, why are you so tough? Because you're tougher, mm. actually. Mm. <laughs> and the day that you decide that you want to twist my <laughs> nuts, yeah. you're going to do it and yeah. you're going to just yeah. shrug. This is the same woman who raped me. And then when I said to her, If I was a woman and you're a man, what would that be called? And she goes, Well, I'm the woman and you're the man, and that's just the way it is. Mm. Mm. So, actually, I, yeah, I, I see the bit. You, you speaking about um, how it's different for women or how like, society kind of, you know, mask it as, what's it, persuasion? Persuasion, yep. Yeah. What's interesting was this girl, mm -hmm. which with the daughter, mm -hmm. she emphasised something to me that 
was very very important uh-huh. and she was like essentially like telling me like she was telling me like she acknowledged basically like my growth has been a curse in terms of like I've always felt like sometimes it's a bit of a curse in terms of finding a partner and stuff because like if I'm in a certain journey or space uh-huh. and someone else is there it's a lot easier for me to grow with them like if someone's if I'm struggling with communication in a certain area and they're struggling uh-huh. we can work together on it and we can understand and have the patience for each other but if I've like worked and done all that already uh-huh. I feel like I'm redoing secondary school uh-huh. do you get what I'm saying and it's so tedious for me it, it hurts my head uh-huh. like honestly hurts my head it's like speaking to someone with backwards thinking on like you know sexuality or uh-huh. religion uh-huh. Like certain things like traditions where they're just so backwards it's hard to even <laughs> have a conversation on these things because you're just so past that like, you're so ahead on, on those things and that's where it gets very isolating for me and very difficult for me because there's nothing wrong with them being in that journey but it's really difficult for me to give myself to that person and follow them on that journey because I just feel like I'm holding their hands and walking with uh-huh, them uh-huh, do you know what I'm uh-huh, saying uh-huh. and um, what was very important uh, what, what I took from that conversation with which was the daughter is she was telling me like I lost my train of thought. <laughs> she said something very important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the importance of me acknowledging and being okay with saying I'm better than you in terms of when women can say you're not good enough for me uh-huh. I can be better than uh-huh. you. Like, as a woman, you can say that and uh-huh. you're well within your rights. Yes, absolutely. But yeah. I swear to you, it feels so taboo for yeah. me to say to a woman, you're not on my level, yeah. or you're not good enough for me, yeah. or you don't bring this or that, That's this it. or that, it feels so taboo, mm-hmm. but a woman can freely say mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes I, I, I like tolerate or try to give more chance, because I don't want to look like this pompous, I'm above all of you kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't feel like that, but it's like, I know. But people who know you, no, you don't feel like that. Mm. And yeah. and you are better than some of these mediocre people. Let's be very... No, no. Yeah. No. no. Because actually, it, it feels mad uncomfortable to have to say that. This is why that young lady, when you were talking about, um, I'm, I'm, I'm worthy of love and this yeah. and this and this. And it triggered. It triggered a young woman who was DMing me, yeah. talking about, oh, I don't really know about this stance and da, 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 And I had to explain. But what's mad with Johnny, yeah, is, the, is that's, that's a woman just getting hit in a crossfire. Now imagine a woman I am intimate or care about or mm-hmm. interested in mm-hmm. and I'm talking to her about these things directly and the way they're reacting and the way mm-hmm. and the things they're telling me and how it's making them feel mm-hmm. and I'm like aware of oh I'm making you feel like that. I'm so sorry. Do you get what I'm saying? But really mm-hmm. I should be more apologetic. And it should be okay if it does if it doesn't make them happy and if they do feel like oh I feel like you're trying to imply. Food's on its way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my belly's singing as well. Yeah, yeah, actually. But do you go on? Um, I don't remember. Okay. So um, my check-in is gonna go straight into the topic for today, which is which is reflection, right? Um, so I'm I'm doing fantastic. Okay, I'm doing well. Work is fantastic. Um, it is skinning me alive. But I'm in the right space mm. and I'm doing a job that I absolutely adore. Um, my superiors at work 
are decent human beings mm. who care about children. So that makes me very comfortable to go to work. Mm. But there's a significant amount of positive discomfort, which is that I'm having to deal with things that are, are so out of this world and just unusual. Um, I'm getting more and more involved um, with families. Sometimes I'm now mentoring like siblings from the same household, you know, building relationships with mums and dads. Feels good to be part of a solution. It feels good to be part of, you know, like these parents are like, just like some of them are, are wit's end. Like, what, what am I gonna do with my kid? Like, what am I gonna do? And then in comes me, right? And I'm like, cool, so here's a strategy, here's an idea, here's a recommendation, da 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 da, -da. And then they see the results with the children. Mm -hmm. um, so my colleagues are seeing the results, the children are seeing the results, um, I'm seeing the results, and my um, employers are seeing the results. Um, I had my my annual, sorry, my, my one of my probation reviews, uh, like a performance review last week, and that went really well, really positive outcome as well. So that's really wonderful. You know, Symphony Park and the Brush Brothers Foundation are just doing amazing things at the moment. I feel blessed to be able to go to work and, and have a job and still have my business running in the background. Um, and, I, and I sing praises of my people all the time um, who, who help me, who support me, who are just incredible, incredible human beings, yeah. I always say it to you lot, like big, I always big up you lot because we don't, we don't just do this. Like, you know, like I, I can count on you guys. Like, and this year for me has been really difficult. So um, work-wise, company-wise, charity-wise, amazing. So good. We're growing. Watch out for a new documentary that we're doing about black men working in education. Are you free on Sunday? What time? 12 till 6. But one, somewhere in between in that window. Sure. Okay, cool. We're going to be here for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're a black man in education. You can tell us <laughs> a couple bits. Oh! I was thinking I'm free. And then I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> No, but you know what, though? You, you do... I actually don't know if I'm free. No, <laughs> oh, but... Okay. I mean, I checked my schedule. You should come anyway. <laughs> what were you just going to say? Hmm? You, you. I, I was going to say, you, like, do workshops and things like that with young people. Like, you, yeah, you, you exactly. So, and you're a great teacher. Good God. <laughs> so... Um, all of that's wonderful but then like on a personal level yeah on a personal life vibe like i'm really struggling you know like you know my, my mom and my brother are away right now dealing with my fa my late father's estate and that's Ayo. messy it's a messy messy Ayo. Fucking, Ayo. Fucking messy messy Funk. show it's the only way i can say it <laughs> it's absolutely the only way i can say it it's a Funk. show daddy left a mess and it's not fun. Mm. Uh, he didn't live like a will or something. Oh. Or they they debate in the will. It's just it's really more to do with greedy people who are trying to finagle and finesse. Finagle. And and um, we can talk about the definition later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I it's just that side of things is definitely testing. It's very very testing. It's very trying. Um, it is you know having to support my younger brother. It's not a chore for me. But just the idea that this man has had to leave his wife and his baby here in London to go and deal with a dead man's business, like it, you know, and he's doing it with such, he's, he's, he's doing an amazing job. He's doing an amazing job and I'm proud of him. Uh, proud of you, Mandela. And um, it's just a lot that, you know, and that's just one, one aspect of personal life that's, that's moving a bit mad. Also as well, feel, I've been feeling a little bit disconnected spiritually as well. So I need to, I need to write that mm. and to fix that. Um, I what do you mean spiritually? Like church or not? Not just church, because for me, you my spirit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been going at such a high speed in achieving stuff. Mm. And the fact that we've been consistent with this show 
for six months now. Yeah, we've so we've literally we've literally seen each other no less than twenty times. I swear. Yeah. How many episodes have we done? This is episode six, six seven, seventeen. This is episode mm-hmm. seventeen. But we've oh, obviously seen eight, each other huh? at other points and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, so we've seen each other a lot. Well, that's mm. seventeen minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I just I need to sort that out. I need to sort that out. And today it was it was a lady from my workplace who was just talking to me, and she's got a very very like she's got a very discerning spirit, you know. And and she, she's like ten years younger than me. Yeah? But when she speaks, the wisdom that just pours out of her, yeah. I was like, oh, she kind of was like my therapist. Um, at the start of the year when my dad died because mm. we'd get on the bus together to go to work and then because we're neighbors mm. but then we discovered that we we're neighbors after we started working together mm. so i would just be talking to her about like all the difficulties and this and that whatever um in fact i was she was my therapist before my dad died mm. so we'd just be talking about stuff and um yeah so today we traveled together from work and she she just called it out really like she she just consents where I'm at mm. and she said it I definitely wasn't offended like at all because I just thought it's too, it's too bold of a situation that I'm in for me to then do denial talks internally mm. it, it, it too much mm. too much so it's just really hard to like to, to like really deal with the family stuff at the moment um, and also just not being not feeling as connected spiritually um, and so the good news in that is the fact that I can see it and not just see it I can speak it out loud with the intention to do something about it mm. as opposed to just be like eh, I'll be fine because that's how crashes happen see it as in the issues yes I can see the issues okay, okay. yeah I'm, I've spotted them yeah I've not turned a blind eye to them mm-hmm. <laughs> if someone tries to come to me and be like oh you have an issue with this I'm like yeah welcome mm. <laughs> like I'm aware mm. you know um, I listened to this like um, sermon easily twenty years ago. Yeah, it was on, on cassette tape. Yeah, mm. and this this preacher woman was talking, and she was like, "Oh, well, you know, if someone wants to point out your flaws, and you're already aware of it, she goes, just turn on and say, thanks for noticing. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not gonna wait for someone to to mention mm-hmm. or to to notice and whatever." Like, I'm very present. I'm like, okay. Like you said earlier, I'm lashing out right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just lashing out a bit differently. Mm. Then. It's, it's um, interesting because that's, that, that makes... Like, I'm kind of connecting dots and like, a correlation with like, how much certain people get rattled or shaken up by things. Mm-hmm. And it probably is that element of surprise of not knowing who they are. Not knowing yeah, them. yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Things, and someone will point it out and it's like, oh, oh my God. Because it is a lot easier to stomach, and which I learned from which was the daughter, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. seeing her stomach so many things I've said, mm-hmm. and she even said to me, "I've already said and acknowledged these things already," so she was able to just take it in. It was more palatable for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a, I'm I'm in a very interesting juxtaposition at the moment mm. because I'm happy as hell. Like I'm so happy. Like 
you know, especially because I'm, I'm moving in purpose. So I'm moving on purpose, I'm good at my job, it's very challenging, it flipping stresses me out, but the results are incredible, right? Um, the job is inspiring to me because that's why I'm, I'm now gonna produce this documentary. Like it was literally last night, uh, I finished work and I was walking to the station and I said to my colleague, I said, oh, I really shouldn't, I said, we need more black men working in schools, like we just, we just need it. Um, and I was like, I should make a documentary. I was like, oh, nothing long, maybe like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I was lying to myself at this point, by the way, Ed. Um, and then, um, in the evening, I was chilling with my homegirl, um, Kamika, after we were teaching the kids in Brixton, right? So we're chilling, we're talking or whatever, um, and I was just deep in it, and I said, let's make this documentary, man. And I was like, when? It's like Sunday, because I had hours left over mm. so in the studio. So I was like, yeah, Sunday. So I called Ed's. I was like, yeah, bro, this is what I'm going to do. And Dad was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. So he's gas, so I'm gas, gas. And so Kamika was like, oh, yeah, you can get this person, this person, this person. I said, you're the producer. You're going to produce it. Okay. We're gonna... So we have, we have crew, we have space, we have um, produ production together, and then um, now we just have to cast it, which mm. we'll put out a call tonight when I'm finished with this. So all of that is amazing. I'm getting inspired to do all kinds of really cool stuff, but I need to establish balance mm. where but the thing is it's like yeah but i'm going what's happening in my personal life is not in my control though that's the thing mm. so i'm having to come to terms with that every single day that wow this thing is not my it's not in my power mm. i'm grieving my dad every single day and then i'm having to deal with the the, the realization that like people are crap 100%. like oh, the madness Oh, you really find out who people are when there's wealth involved. You really discover who people are. Yeah. I just... <sighs> and it's like... For instance, my dad's brothers. <laughs> These men didn't even like their brother. Mm. Now he's dead. They're the first <laughs> in court. Mm -hmm. Are you mad? Do you know who my brother is to me? <laughs> and then one of those... <laughs> Try say that my dad wasn't married when he died. Oh, they playing dead. He, he tried to erase my mother's existence. And then when the judge was like, and then the judge said my mom's name. Shh, nothing. Oh, my sister was sending voice notes from, from court on WhatsApp, right? Oh, this is in court. This is in court. I thought they're beefing in the living room. This <laughs> is in court. Bro, you know that? Like, I thought it was a family sit down in the living room. So and they're like, no, I should have this piece. Nah, because this. But I don't know this. No, this was in the living room. No, this was in court. I said in court. This was in court. This is why. When, as soon That's as. That man flew down. This is why. Because my, my, my younger brother heard it. Heard what was going on. He didn't even blink. He said, Mummy, we're going to Zimbabwe tomorrow. Mm. I had to take the day off work to take their blood, blood clots to, to Heathrow Airport, Terminal mm. 5. Mm. So, to hear that, these men have not reached out to any of us. And they're supposed to be my father now that he's dead. Mm. Traditionally, that's how we do it. Mm. Yeah? Your dad's brothers, that's your dad. Mm. I don't know those. Mm. They never looked for me ever. They never look for any of us. They hate my mum. Like, because oh, she's educated. They like people who date dumb. Hey, I'm being so horrible right now, but this is how I feel. Hey, nobody. So, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm having to deal with the fact that this is out of my control. Mm. And it's affecting all of us. 
and there's other relatives who've been moving mad and I've had to just kind of tell some people some home truths, man. Mm. You know, and a couple of people I'm not talking to right now because of that. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. There's only so much a man can take. And at a time where we're supposed to be really, you know, banding together, holding together, some people just want to do their own thing and they don't want to cooperate, you know, in a, in a reasonable fashion. And then they just want to like beat their chest as well. And I can't stand that stuff. Mm. If you're going to do something, then do it because it's your duty. Mm. Don't do it because you want adulation and praise. Mm. It's just not, it's not. Yeah, to get me. And so, yeah, it's just been a mixture of things. It's been a huge mixture of things. And um, yeah, this year has been a test. It's just dragged me. This year has dragged me. It's been, I've been blessed. I can see a strain by the way you're squinting your eyes. Like, yeah. Like that's like brain... Brain strain, man. Truth be told, this year has been tough. Mm. It has like twenty twenty was a dragon, but I kept my head up and I was like, we're gonna we're gonna be okay. And then the start of this year happens, and then this man dies. What the fuck? Like he got sick on Saturday and then he died the next Saturday. Mm. I was mad though. Man, then you told me illness and that. I was like, what? How did that? How did that just pop it up? It was, huh. So, I'm I'm very grateful for for all the wonderful blessings and just the growth. Like you know, I've had like other agencies noticing me, other organisations noticing me. The work I'm doing with Brunch Brothers, um, and the work we're gonna be doing like, with other young people and stuff. Like like it's amazing. Like blessings. Mm. <sighs> Pretty personal. Fuck, oh, man, it's been a dragging. It has been a dragging. Mm. It has been a dragging. And some days I'm just like, I'm so sick of being optimistic. I'm so tired. It just feels like such a like forced sensation. Mm. But at the same time, it's just who I am at the core. Like I like to look at things, the brighter side of things, and then do something about what I can see. You know. But as much as I've achieved behind the scenes this year, and it's been really great. I have been dragged. I feel like I'm about in the same place as you, but yeah. I don't know. I never really feel a sense of achievement. Like, mm. I said, do something to me. That's it. Done. Mm. Like, it's gone now. Like, what's the next one? Thank you. Mm. So, yeah, I never really get to feel that sensation of achievement, but okay. I know what you mean. It's what are the Yeah, it's oh. been pulling. I've never done that on this. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <sighs> Gosh, you do this, man. Optimistic. Mm. So what? Do you usually you you you're saying that a lot of the time you don't take time to just like say what look what so I've what, done. Celebrate the wins. Yeah. I ain't got time. Nah, I said I ain't got time for that. Nah, nah, nah. Always what's next. Always what's next. Yeah. But I feel like that's why I'm always. I remember, I didn't alone. buy too many fries because. The burgers are so big. Yeah. Yeah. Any dip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the time, that's why I always feel I like I'm going backwards because yeah. once I achieve something, I just want to yeah. keep going. That's the only way I feel normal. Yeah. If I'm not doing anything, to me. But do you realize that that's a trauma response? What's the trauma Explain. response? Explain. Okay. So, I've suffered a similar reaction. Mm. Okay. And where in our younger, our youngest years, there was a lot that was unfulfilled. Mm. And I'll speak for myself, so I'll speak for me, man, and I, yeah? There's a lot of stuff that was not fulfilled when I was younger, okay? 
and it's usually uh, uh, emotional and mental well-being that wasn't served it just wasn't um, looked at um, and then some of those things that were going wrong or not being addressed mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. I would relate I think you the, I, would, I would kind of like look at the quality of life I was living at the time mm-hmm. and be like okay cool this is this is a level of a quality I want the level of um, life that I want to aspire to mm-hmm. and so I began the chase right because I had attached an aesthetic to mm-hmm. what was something actually intangible it was internal damage that happened I'm never gonna reach that and I just kept this is why I I, I, I I made all my clothes basic like over recent years I just start wearing basic basic clothes I start wearing all black not because I'm sad or anything but because I was like I have to take away this illusion from myself that the aesthetic equals okay yeah, yeah. because actually a lot was not okay not doing well at all flying off the rails right so that whole thing of go 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 what's next what's next what's next thank you it evolves and it's monstrous actually mm. so it's a trauma response because you're trying to fulfill something emotionally and mentally that you never actually addressed was a problem in the beginning and these are things that happen to us you were probably five or six when it happened to you i was probably five or six when it happened to me you know like i said in the previous episode six years old is when the mask goes on so it's part of the it's part of the getting dressed process mm. because part of putting on that mask is to, is to try and meet that aesthetic. But it's like, brother, you do amazing stuff. You yeah. work with young people. You just bought yourself a new car. Like, you're, you're an incredible father to your son. What is there not to celebrate about that? I don't even know what it is that I'm chasing. I just know I just have to. Exactly. Because it's a mental and emotional need that you have. Not, 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 not whatever aesthetic you've attached. Mm. Because that aesthetic doesn't even have specifications. That's mad, you know? Because it will drive you over the edge. Oh, I just gave a word. <laughs> Someone pass around the collection plate. <laughs> God damn. I had a Samuel moment. You did so. Yeah. This burger is just incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, we that have. thing is huge. <laughs> you know what's funny? How whenever we talk about the burger, Ed's just nod. And <laughs> Show was coming. This is how we start. Mayo, mayo. Oh my god. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Don't talk about guilty. What do you call it? What oh, guilt? I have no guilt. <laughs> I have no guilt. I'm best. I'm whenever the journey's trying to get the food, he's like, bam. Big bam. <laughs> I know what I want. <laughs> today he, he was giving me those eyes. Like, he's like, you know, you know. Because the journey is like, what do you guys want to eat today? I was like, I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, yeah. It's only one thing I want. <laughs> mm. So, mm-hmm. we have to look at what, what that trauma response is. For me, 
it was instability in the family that really? that made me um, embark upon the chase and there was instability from early from early 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 when i was born my mom had to leave me when i was three months old and she left for nine months so she came back after i turned one that can't have been good for me mm-hmm. she was doing what she had to do by the way like mm-hmm. like there's no i don't have any kind of animosity mm-hmm. towards mommy because of that I, but I, yeah, I, but it's a, yeah. It, there's a gap and it, and it did do something to me. Mm-hmm. People can tell themselves if they want that, oh, you know, he was a baby. Mm-mm. Like, this is it. So so there was that. And then also as well, like, um, dad just wasn't, I mean, that man. Rest in peace, man. But, God damn, daddy. Um, no, he, 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 he had his ways and, and that made life uh, tricky. Mm. And then when we moved to England, in the first eight years I lived here, we moved house nine times. There was what? No, yeah, there was no stability. So, so nine by, times? Nine times in eight years. How do so, you make friends then? That's the thing, didn't. So that really <laughs> fucked me up too. Mm. So socially, I would, I, you know, it, <sighs> mate. My social life has only just been established like in the last few years, you know. Mm. Yeah. So my chase was... I wanted stability. I didn't know that that's what I wanted, but I, I just was. I just wanted to work hard and achieve things and get money so that I can have that stability. Mm. I'm using this language now mm. because I know what it is. But before, please, you're right, you're right. I just yeah, I was just part of the rat race. But I'm glad that I I, I, I bowed out of like the main the mainstream race from early. I'm glad to do the same motion. Yeah, and I just went off to go do my own thing. And you know what? It's paying off now. So I'm glad. People thought I was nuts, you know. People treat me like I'm tapped. <laughs> they're tapped because <laughs> they're gonna die poor. Mm. <laughs> How did he get there? I don't know if that was for the people or his burger. The royal Zim came out. He's like, bunch of brokies. <laughs> Looking at me like I owe you something. That's hilarious. Yeah, so. Mm. Ooh, this burger is just heaven. Mm. I'm, just, I'm just like feeling. Because I'm tired, yeah, so I'm just bare swearing today. I'm shattered. I'm cussing bad word every four minutes. I'm surprised I didn't tell a kid that. Hey yo! Oh. I was close, you know. <laughs> God damn. They, they really take us there, you know. I felt rejuvenated here. Uh, <laughs> like a two hour bubble bath I had, yeah? yeah. With a face mask and all of that. Jobless um, people. I had a kid doing a slow burner today. A slow what? A slow burner. Slow burner? Yeah. What's you that? Know when some kids get mad, they do their thing, pick, ah! Chuck a tear or something. Yeah. It's gonna do a slow burner. Yeah, not verbal, picking up the chair slowly. Dashing it up in the air. And then obviously, I have to caress the chair back down, tell my man you want to chill out. Oh, just be angry quick, get it done. <laughs> oh, Some of these kids here, they'll really do it to you, you know. Mm. I'm glad though that I've got such good relationships with my kids' parents mm. that when their child is being. Can you use them as leverage? Hmm? Can you use the parent as leverage when you have a relationship? I. Mm, no. It's just, it's just the thing, it's just a thing of like. If I've got a good relationship with the parents, then I can really be honest about how I feel about their kids. Mm. Uh, okay, yeah. What about two of No, to the parents. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and the parents, me and the parents, we have our, our own separate relationship. Like the, the kids, they don't know what I discuss with their parents. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when a child is moving, you know, extra mad, I'm like, you know, your kid was like on one today, innit? Yeah. And this is what he did, whatever. And because they, they it's validation for them because they're like, Fuck. like I saw that too, mm. and I was wondering if I was being do that, man. right. Yeah. It's like I was wondering if I was being harsh and da 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 da. There's this dad, dad to these three boys that I look after at school, um, and he's really, really strict and tough on them and whatever. 
And so I was explaining to him my strategy with his kids. And he goes like, that's right, mate. That's how I do it. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, so we have that, that relationship. Mum's got my phone number. She can text me if she wants. You know, mum and dad, they both respond to me from mum's phone. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm able to really express like, okay, your kid is this, 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 doing this, whatever. My view is, and when we do that, sometimes they're a little bit taken aback, like, what? did you say that to me? But in the long run, it's good. Mm. One kid, I kid you not, I kid you not. Okay, so we do boxing sometimes, yeah? <laughs> and so the other day I hit him a bit too hard. And because what happened was he punched me in the face, it connected. Mm. Yeah? You felt it. I what? felt it. So my reflex was just BAM! So I punched him in the face and he hit his head on the wall, right? And he got so upset. I was like, So I had to call his mum. I was like, I was like, are you alright? And he goes, like, he's just like, I'll be fine, this kind of thing. Um, shout out Tony, she just had a baby today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was like, should I call your mum and tell her? He's like, no, that's alright, it's alright. I was like, I'm dead that I'm calling his mum. I'm gonna tell her that I beat him up and I can't, I can't like mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? So I called her, so nervous, I was like, oh, I was like, oh mama, you know. Something's happened. She goes, oh, what's he done now? <laughs> I said, no, it's me. I said, um, I said, we were fighting. And I kind of hit him a bit too hard and he banged his head. He's fine. And she goes, oh, he's all right. He likes a bit of rough and tumble. I was like, Phew. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how badly can that go? Huh? How badly can that go if they wanted to, like... E. And it'd be very oh no, that's like that's like get out. Swear. Mm-hmm. You don't hit kids, bruv. Only reason I hit him is because we were fighting, doing boxing. We weren't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like we weren't like play fighting. We were doing an activity, mm. and then he punched me in the face, and my reflex was bam, mm-hmm. punched him in the face mm-hmm. as well. Maybe if I was leaving, you can't play football with the kids. Swear. So if I hurt a kid playing football, he's under sixteen. I got no leg to stand up with. No way. Parents say doesn't matter. Fair game, whatever. No. I had no idea. So you can like slide tackle these kids if you wanted to. Remember that warfare is level of war? We used to have school games against teachers and that. Yeah. Yeah, 11s and 10s, huh? Fam. My school, we used to. We used to go all out. We used to beat the teachers. Fam, yeah, 11s versus teachers was like El Clasico. El Clasico, still. Everyone would turn up for that. Fam. They might used to cheat, though. They'll get that alumni, the players. That's when you actually realize. How fast and strong the teachers are. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, in their suits, they don't look athletic. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Until they change, they're like, bro, that's kind of head, <laughs> Like, they even look all skinny in his suit, and then he's, but he's really ripped. Like, they're like, bro, look at those calves, man. You must be fast, man. <laughs> the PE brothers, and the, the guys who run PE at my school, they are all fit. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell that they, they, like, they're in the right job, like, because they are physically on point. So when you, when, when you see them in a suit, it's like, oh yeah, cool, cool. You're like, sir, is wearing a suit. <clears throat> and then they put on their PE kit. You're like, god damn. Mm-hmm. Bruv, these men, are, I don't know what they're benching, but they're benching. <laughs> <laughs> a suit will hide it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh. These men. Suit reminds me of, you know that, like, you know them, the halal dress? Say that again. Yeah, that Muslim dress. I said the halal dress. Yeah, no, because my, my ex used to wear that halal dress, isn't it? You won't know what the hell she's rocking. It's, it's called a tobe or a, or a kaftan, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to keep. You know, funny because she she found 
that's so funny. She never corrected me anything. I like that one as well. Bro, she <laughs> just be she be like, yeah, she be like, oh, okay, I've got my halal dresses in the wash. She be like, alright, cool. Like she used to say it so casually. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm gonna start using that one too. <laughs> <laughs> the halal dress, yeah. You don't know what's going on under there. That's lively. You don't know what's going on. I am in euphoria right now. <laughs> and you know what? Because I was hungry. Mm. God damn. He pointed at me like I made a burger. <laughs> You're my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I know. You're like, see, yeah. You see, it. As, as when I rode my uh, guy from the south, is that <laughs> this guy's still chewing. Um, <laughs> nah, um, man. Yeah, me neither. But you know what? My 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 reflections haven't been so deep. I'm just mm-hmm. in that cycle, like you said. Mm. Licking my wounds, man. But I recover. Nah, you. I'm not. I'm not that bothered. That's a. That's Don't a say you're not. I am bothered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not that worried. If one of things were. You worry till it goes, isn't it? Mm. Uh, okay. right. I survive. I survive. I don't feel like I'm chasing finances, but I do want to be financially okay. Mm-hmm. That's why when I say I'm constantly chasing something, it's, it's not monetary, but ah, yeah. I let you man know when I know what it is. I think that maybe maybe you have this big goal in your mind, so no doubt. It, it shadows or all kind of yeah shadows. The small goals you achieve, yeah. or all the goals you need to achieve to get there, it shadows it. So because that big goal isn't achieved, all of the other stuff like yeah, but that's mm-hmm. still not done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a sunny moment still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, still. but it's, it's very important to appreciate all the little goals that you achieve, especially because well, it's kind of funny or ironic that you you kind of. Ignore all these small goals you achieve for a big goal that may not even be the big goal anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've like ignored and neglected yourself and your achievements for this goal that you later mean nothing for very little to you. You've mm-hmm. got this new one. And sometimes even the new one makes you appreciate all your small goals even more. Mm-hmm. Well, some of these small goals end up being the big goal. You get what I'm saying? No doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I, <clears throat> in the last two years, have started appreciating the small wins. Mm. And it's made a big difference because without those small wins, I can't have the big goal. Mm-hmm. Compound interest. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've learned. So that's why even like in, in like the, whew, that burger just set me good. <laughs> you didn't even touch the fries. You just focused on the right. burger. Oh my God. That was tasty. Mm. God damn it. Oh. Listen, I'm like super happy now. Happy, happy. <laughs> it's a dangerous burger, y'all. Mm, mm. Oh my gosh. So um, I realized that when I can achieve, when I can actually celebrate the small stuff, I'm able to to deep how much effort the small stuff requires. Yeah. And for my journey, I've learned that when I can muster up all that energy to do those things and to achieve those things i'm only getting stronger 
and I'm getting sharper. And in some areas where there is disappointment, excuse me, I'm building resilience. And that resilience is really what I'm going to need when it's time for me to, to shoulder that big goal when I've achieved it. But also, I've had to remember that, like you just touched on, sometimes you work on, a big, on this big goal and, you know, and sometimes it's not even the big goal really anymore. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've kind of taken away, not kind of, I've taken away like the over definitive nature of where I want to end up because my life has shown me that my plans ain't mm-hmm. I've planned to do things and life has taken me on bends and corners and curves and all this kind of stuff filled with lessons filled 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 with lessons so now i'm just like okay <clears throat> instead of like saying okay by this age i want this house and i want this balance da, 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 i'm like every single thing i commit myself to excuse me i'm gonna put my best foot forward mm. and i'm gonna see it through to the end mm. i'll put my best foot forward and i'll see it through to the end if i can do that that's an achievement for me and I've realized that I'm, I'm going to meet many, many opportunities and many situations and scenarios where I'm going to have to just really be like, okay, so this is for the moment and this is for the now. I have to give it everything and I have to see it through to the end and, and I have to be okay with that because sometimes the stuff that you, you get out of it is not even that satisfying, but it's necessary for the next step. Mm. So that's a realization that I've had. And um, you, yeah. You guys talking about this is making me kind of think and realize that I don't know how to articulate how I kind of view it, mm. but it's almost like, almost like with my big goals, I almost put a pin on it. Mm. So it's like, I don't really think about it. Mm. Like, if let's say, I say, okay, I want to, let's say a big goal in stand-up, for example, is to tour the world and... Mm-hmm. Uh, specials and things like that. Oh, I'm coming, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, I'll put a pin on it. Mm. And I would not equate what I do to that. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like, okay, I need to start doing some shows, for mm-hmm. example. And I get super excited, but like my enthusiasm is just there, so I'm just super excited. Like, okay, I've done the shows. Mm-hmm. Right, what's next? This. Right, what's next? Mm-hmm. This. Mm-hmm. Right. But I kind of have this, at what's next policy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm happy with what I've done. It's like, right, what's next? All right, what's next? And I know I'm going for that big goal, but I pinned it. Mm-hmm. Same with like, with business. Like, mm-hmm. I know, you know, I want to do very well, but I don't have a target number. I don't have a like, particular picture. Mm-hmm. I just know, I think it's cause first, I believe it will come. But because I know it will come, I'm not too fast how it looks. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna start this business. Mm-hmm. I, I started. I, let me try this. Let me try this. But again, I think maybe because I'm very accepting of um, everything taking time, mm-hmm. and me not having, I've never ever bought into or got into the whole YOLO kind of mm-hmm. thing because because I acknowledge life is the longest thing I'll ever experience or live. Is why I don't feel rushed. It's why I take the time to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's why I keep a cool head. Because I don't feel rushed. Mm-hmm. Because life is the longest thing I'll live. And because I don't sweat about the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So because I don't sweat or think about the afterlife. Because I don't necessarily believe in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. I know once I die, everything's redundant. Mm-hmm. 
So it's not a, oh, if I die, I'm going to regret this. Regret. I, there's not, in my eyes, mm-hmm. there's nothing to regret. There's nothing to, there's not going to be, oh, I spent all that time working on my business and I never got to travel. I'm not thinking that when I'm dead, in my eyes. I believe when I die, I die. Mm-hmm. When I die, I die. But for me, it's if I just happen to have lived, mm-hmm. okay, what's, what's to my name? What, what have I built towards? Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of, yeah, for me, it's like the hypothetical chance that I live a long life. Okay, what happens? Mm-hmm. And because you're more likely to live to, to, to get what I'm saying, a certain length than not. I, I'd rather, because I don't have it in my head that I'm going to regret things if I die young, or if I die young, I die young. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, I'm able to just pin my big goals. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I know I'm working <coughs> towards it, but it's in the background. And I focus on all these little things and I give myself a high five. I, I, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I give myself a high five. Yeah, 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 actually. I mean, I, I encourage myself to have it easy. I encourage it. Mm. Like, I don't try to shy it down or oh, let me not get too gassed. I never, ever say to myself, let me not get too gassed. Mm. Mm. Never. I won't even let you say it to me. Mm. Mm. I don't get too gassed. But, but, that, yeah. but that's, that's just like, you know, um, insecure folks. No, but you know, it's not, but it, it is, but it is, I've noticed it is qu- quite a natural thing to do within yourself sometimes mm. to humble yourself mm. or kind of keep yourself grounded. You know what I'm saying? I like, oh, let me not get too gas. Oh, but it's just this. Ah, oh, I only did this. You know what I mean? But I think it's important. No, and I and I, I agree. People do do that. Um, I think it's important. Like, if you know that you are the Ayo! at something, right? You should be okay with with saying that. And I'm and I'm saying it could be like your job, or it could be um just like certain aspects of your personality. Do you know what I mean? Like. I'm, I'm even, I'm more talking on even more surface level than that, as mm-hmm. in just being, just attempting something, being okay at something. Like, right, I'm okay at this. Yeah. I'm saying, people say, no, chill, like, you're just okay at it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <coughs> I see. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, let's say someone, you just started doing photography, and then you take, take some pictures, and, and even the pictures ain't nice, but it's like, yo, these, like, I actually tried it. Yeah, yeah, like, I yeah. actually tried it. Look yeah. at what I've done, look how much I've taken. Look at where, you know, look at, you know, these, these sessions that I booked with people. Mm-hmm. It's not all about how much money did I make and mm-hmm. who, who are these people and what magazines have got me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that will play down mm-hmm. what you've done because you're so focused on this particular thing that isn't really important for the journey right now. Yeah, I'm tired of what you were saying about seeing life optimistically. Yeah, yeah. See me at the moment, um, yeah. I celebrate and, and I, yeah, I celebrate just getting out of bed. <laughs> I it was a struggle this week, no, Let me let me tell you, man. <laughs> because people think I because I speak so so clearly and eloquently about. Oh, do you mean family. literally? Literally. Oh, ayo. Wait, all the time when you look, talk about getting out of bed, you you literally mean getting out of bed. Yeah. It is long. Oh my god, I thought it was much of pro- <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> Bro, when I say I am tired, like I'm fatigued. I am oh my literally god. physically I am done. Oh my, my body god. is telling me shut down. This whole my whole life. My whole life. I put I won't be bro. <laughs> Even when I say I don't mean it. <laughs> I say yeah, I struggle to get up today. I don't mean it. Like I just feel like oh, ah yeah. what, what I'm saying is have to love what you're doing mm. 
because that's where the strength comes from to get out of bed. Mm. For me, that's where it comes from because honestly, I, I, and I'll say it again and again because it is what it is. Okay, it's just it's what just under six months. It'll be it'll be six months next week since um, my dad passed away, and that by itself, that situation isolated is painful enough mm. and horrible enough to not to just feel like I want to sleep this day away. Um, and then there's the additional stuff going on, and then there is the drainage that comes from being um, an educator and being someone, and I'm not just an educator, I am involved in these people's lives. So it's not just the child, like I said before, it's the families. Sometimes they have siblings. Sometimes the sibling doesn't even go to our school, but I'm involved in meetings to do with that sibling because my child lives with that sibling. Like, so for me, just getting out of bed, like, and I, the, I can't let him rattle that. God, you look it as well. The lack of empathy I must have had and not being aware that when they were struggling in the morning, people meant like, mm-hmm. like it was like I had to do a lot to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like they, they meant as in like mentally that. Yep. I was like just you know when you're lethargic, a bit lazy. Yeah. There was, there was one Monday where I was crying so much I couldn't go to work. I couldn't get out of bed and I was crying so much. This is recent as well. Happened about two months ago, I think. Couldn't go to work. I had to send an email. I was crying so much. I spent an hour crying. My church do like this morning um, prayer thing on Zoom, yeah? And um, at the start of the call, they're like, oh, how's everyone doing or whatever? And I was like, nah, I'm not good. Um, and then everyone like, did their thing, and then the guy who was leading it, he goes like, I think we should pray for our journey, man. Um, and the whole hour, I was, t- my, my phone, my tears dried on my phone, and you can see the salt. No way. Because my, cause I was just like, on my belly, tears, just, so sometimes it's like that. It's like that. Ugh. I, I cried two weeks ago on the phone to Ed's. The day we had brunch brothers, I cried in the morning because I was so dredged. And so exhausted, but I knew that what the job we had to do was so important. So I spoke to my bro, I cried my eyes out, I was hyperventilating on the phone and everything. Like you wouldn't see if you looked at me, if you saw what was going on with me, you would not assume that this man is about to cook dinner for for 12 people and drive it down to Brixton, serve it up, and then do all of that work. That morning is another example. I was in tears that morning, couldn't move. But I had to plan the session. Thankfully, I had my bro on the phone and I was telling him how hard it was because I just refused to pretend. Oh, forget that. I refuse, I refuse, I refuse, I refuse, I refuse. I'm not going to lose my mind just because I'm trying to look like a certain some way. But that morning was one of those mornings, tears. But purpose and cause is what lifted me out. No, I feel like maybe I haven't really experienced pain. Like real pain. Like I feel, I don't know because I'm I'm like trying to fathom it. Like I felt hurt. Like even because I was even I was even like I won't say proud of myself. But I was like oh like I cried like. 
Like, no, when, no, when, when I spoke to that girl and I was telling her, like, I had tears coming out of my eyes, but I know that I'm not hurt. Mm. I mean, I'm not in pain. Mm. I'm, like, hurt. So mm. it's like tears just come out as I talk. Mm. And that happens sometimes when I'm sad, sometimes when I'm happy. But that's how it is. But, like, I feel like real pain, like, I don't feel, like, if my mum was to die, mm. I don't feel tears would just come down my eyes as I'm talking. Mm. Like, I could see myself huffing and mm-hmm. Rip, do you know what I'm saying? And I have not had something affect me mm. in, I can say, my adult, so, my whole. So, the camera's died. Okay. Um, I'm going to use this camera. Okay. Um, I don't think I've had anything affect me in my whole adult life mm. where I feel pain. Because like, mm-hmm. it's like, because I'm looking at, okay, for, for you to even feel like that, to. Mm. to feel like it's hard to come out of bed like mentally mm-hmm. we're going through like pain like real pain debilitating chronic pain yeah and, and and even me trying to kind of learn and be sensitive towards others and all of that i always thought it was just i lacked sensitivity around me but now i'm starting to kind of work out maybe it's also because i lack the experience mm-hmm. of the, that le- those levels of pain mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And those things where, you know, the fact that the only family that matter to me is my siblings and my mom. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if they don't die, yeah. I'm alright. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm just like, wow, I don't, I think I've been lucky. Like, with. I don't think I've experienced, yeah, I don't think I've, like, I'm deep in it, and I'm like, mm. I think there's levels to this, you know, mm. and I've been, I've experienced hurt, but I don't know if I've, like, experienced pain, mm. like, what you guys are talking about, I'm trying to, I'm getting my head around it, like, theoretically or logically, mm-hmm. but not from experience, mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying, as you guys are speaking about it, it's, like, just so insightful, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that, oh, wow, like, and I'm just, I can't pull experience mm-hmm. to it. I can only fathom it from my friend maybe mentioning certain things like that. It's like, oh, a lot of these things or a lot of these pains I can fathom from someone else telling me what they went through or seeing someone go through it. Like, oh, you know what? They went mm-hmm. through this and that when this happened. And you guys speaking to me about it, I'm just flown away. I can see you're actually mm-hmm. really taken aback. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I've honestly, like, you know what I mean? I've honestly been cruising through life. Oh, nice for some. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's mad. Like, yeah, I, I hate you. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> and it, and it's also not too, um, from my point of view, where, you know, from where I stand, it's not, a, it's not even about, and I know this is not what you're saying, but for me, I tried to make sure that regardless of how severe, like, the, these feelings have been in the past, it's, um, I make sure that I don't downplay or minimize someone else's pain. For example, when I'm at work, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I did this emotional check-in with this kid that is in year eight. And um, there's the emotion, that's one column. And another column is the score from one to 10, one being low, 10 being high. And then there's the reason, right? So a very simple exercise that I, that I created um, a couple of weeks ago, because I had another kid in mind and I wanted him to just express, but he finds it really difficult to string sentences together when it comes to this emotional stuff. So I literally created this workbook on my way to work. 
with him in mind. Um, side sidebar, that booklet is actually not going to be used across the school because senior leadership was like, "What the? F this is amazing. Can you share it?" I was like, "Yeah, why not?" Um, impact. Um, so this kid he filled it out, and let's just say like the emotion was depression, yeah, and then he wrote eight, right, and then he wrote that because he's only got a PlayStation three. Now. We can look at that and be like, oh, for God's sake, Palestine's on fire. Do you know what I'm saying? And you're and you're hurting about a PS3. But it's relative. And so even in that moment, internally, I looked at it and I thought, God, he's really 13. But then like <laughs> But <laughs> But but I also internally was like, but this means the world to him. And also this weekend, he hasn't run away from home because he was given back his PS3. <laughs> You're trolling. No, I'm... Oh. You... Oh. No, I thought I was trolling. Nah, he's very cute. Like, he actually what? thinks... <laughs> <laughs> Say Bro. Bro. Say Um, yeah, yeah, he, 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 he was... He didn't run away from home this weekend. Mm. He didn't bore holes in the walls or fight with his little sister. Because he was given back his PS3. But that's still not enough for him. Because his mates have the latest phone. He doesn't have a phone. His mates have PS5. That it, It's superficial and materialistic. But he's 13. Whatever he's missing emotionally and mentally, it's not tangible and it's not visible to him. So he will put an aesthetic to it. Do you, yeah. do you get where I'm, where I'm going with this? So that aesthetic is having the latest gadgets, having the latest this, 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 whatever, right? Being able to match up with his best friend, his best friend's family gives their kids whatever they can, right? Mama want a scooter, they get a scooter. Mama want a PS5, they get a PS5. Obviously, they have to like do things to earn those things, right? There's structure, thank God. But it's like in the eyes of another child because another emotion is jealousy. And he scored it highly. And the reason that his friends have the gadget, gadgets that he wants. That's dope that you can realise that. Though. Yeah. So, um, this little tool that I'm using now is actually really helping a lot of kids in the school now. Like, I've done it. So far, I've only done it with the boys because that's my focus. I just want to make sure that, like, these boys are, like, emotionally awake. So, I've, I've made it a point that um, all the boys that I think need to do it, they've done it so far. And shared it with, my, with like, safeguarding, shared it with, like, my management and stuff like that. And they're just like, this is really good. You know, so this is yet another piece of literature that I have created and I've brought to the school and it's going to be established as part of the, the, the way that they do things, right? Um, and that's why I feel like, okay, cool, like, some of the thing, areas of life might be really challenging right now, but I'm achieving some you know? Um, and to be able to, like, implement something like that on such a wide scale is huge. But um, obviously, I'm di let me digress. The, the, the point I was making is that I'm not going to minimise um, someone else's pain or the reason for their pain because actually... That reason could just be um, a false aesthetic that they don't even realize that there's something deeper going on. Mm. I can tell that with this kid, there's something much deeper going on mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah, even. Of course, of course. yeah. So, so when I look at that, I could scoff at it and be like, PS3. But really, I'm like, no, the PS3 represents something much greater, mm. something that cannot be touched and something that can only be reached through direct and honest exploration and conversation. And that's what I'm trying to do in these spaces. I'm trying to bring brunch brothers. 
so that to, 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 to more youth clubs and charities and schools and whatever so that we can have those conversations do you know the feeling of a relieved parent when they when you tell them something they didn't know about their child that can help mm-hmm. with strategy mm-hmm. to help that child to, to excel mm-hmm. I heard that today mm-hmm. I heard it today I heard it yesterday mm-hmm. oh you can't pay for that mm-hmm. you can't put a price on that you absolutely cannot. So, it's good feels. Good, good feels. Eds, I'd like you to start with our mindful moments this week, please. He's um, mechanicking. Yes. Man's doing it all suave and that as well. Look how he's standing. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think I pause. One second. Let me do <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta get that too. Handing his pocket. You're saying? Looking like a yard man. No way. No, you look cold still. You look cold. You look very cold. That's it. Capture the moment. That's it. One second. Someone's looking good. Are you thinking it's. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah, in terms of reflection, I think it's super important that like everyone gives themselves time to reflect because I feel like a lot of people that kind of go through life they never kind of assess how they're doing they never reflect on what they've done and that is like very very negative for them because they could be going in the wrong direction mm-hmm. it's like it's like going on a road trip and then not looking at the map yeah and then you're thinking you're going the right way. Mm. So once you get there, you're not. And it's too late to, mm. to look back at the map. You're already somewhere else. The longer you go by looking at the map, the further exactly. away from where you need to be. In. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. I think everyone Drop needs to give themselves regular, regular times to reflect, even if it's just on little things that you're doing, um, your actions, your communication, how you, how you relate to other people, Mm. everything um, because even if it even if you're scared it, you're going to reflect and find something you don't like if you don't reflect on it you're going to keep that thing that you don't like and it's going to get worse mm-hmm. so yeah just give yourself time to reflect drop that interesting I'm gonna start by walking into it. I'm one of those people that Ed is describing that doesn't reflect as much as they should. Uh-huh. Um, so I do like check-ins, see how I am, uh-huh. where I'm going. But yeah, I don't really take the time to reflect because I'm always on go, go, go. Uh-huh. Um, so this mindful moment is to myself. Just, yeah, every now and then just have a look at how I am doing. Uh-huh. I love that. This room is just like filled with just good stuff. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, in terms of reflection, I, I liked that you guys have sparked something new for me to reflect, um, just because I thought I knew the angle, like, I thought I knew what I was looking at, Mm. but I didn't, Mm. you get what I'm saying? And, um, and just in terms of reflection, um, it's very important for us to, you know, have have a look at where we are, mm-hmm. assess where we are, so we know where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have a ring on my finger I got it in April 2018 I went to Managa with my family and it was down a harbour and a woman selling sterling silver jewellery and she had like skulls and all of these weird well things that I find weird mm-hmm. and then I saw this ring and it had like anchors on the side and this circle thing at the top mm-hmm. and I said what is this? Oh, this the steering wheel and she said it's a Windrose compass and I was like, okay, like, let me go research it. If I like it, I'll come back and buy it. Mm-hmm. And as I was researching it, I learned compass kind of lets you know what direction you're going. Mm-hmm. And then you go in that direction. The compass will tell you, this is facing north. If you go here, you're going north. Mm-hmm. A wind rose compass is a compass that lets you know what direction the wind is blowing. Mm-hmm. And that's important for sailors because... It's not necessary that you follow the wind or you just go where the wind is going, mm-hmm. but you don't fight the wind. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go straight north, mm-hmm. but you can see the wind is blowing east, you can go north through east. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? And for me, I loved this even more than the idea of a compass because a compass is almost tunnel vision. Like you just, I'm going here. Mm-hmm. And a wind road compass is assessing where you are, what is happening around you, how can I best utilize and direct myself in this space. And for me, I love the fact that like, I connected with the Windrose Compass as a way of directing myself in life. Mm. Not just, I'm going to do this, I'm going here. And if it doesn't work, it's just frustration. Why is it not working? And a lot of the time it's because we haven't stopped and reflected. We haven't looked. Where is the wind blowing? Am I going against the wind? Am I going with the wind? Like, how far away is the wind going to take me? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean, all these things that can, if you if you like channel it right, it can work to your favor a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know the very thing that is a burden to you and a problem to you can be one of your strongest uh, helpers. Believe me, I know. Wait, you just uh, kind of sparked some like some ideas in my mind. Yeah. That I just wanted to touch on um, in terms of like reflecting and like I thought the the compass thing was like very good because I feel like especially now with social media, when people people do reflect, they're looking at other people and then kind of judging it on that, and I feel like we've kind of lost our way of like reflecting by comparison in a good way like mm-hmm. we always do it in a negative way mm. whereas kind of what you've just demonstrated especially with like how when other people are describing their pain mm. you realize that you know maybe you haven't thought about you haven't felt it like that mm. and i feel like not a lot of people compare themselves in a good way they always do it in a negative way mm. so i feel like the see where the wind is going and then they think okay we need to be going in that direction or let's not do this whereas people who know how to use the compass will be like okay how can we use this to get where we need to go and some people don't even know where the wind is going so That's it. they don't even know they're going against what's around them Good and, God. Yeah. and even you speaking about 
scared scared of reflecting or because it it kind of reminds me of people that are scared to look at their bank balance when they spend like you're postponing the inevitable mm-hmm. you're gonna find out one way or the other either you find out through overdraft fees or you find out through, you're gonna find out mm-hmm. you know i mean mm-hmm. you might as well nip it by the bud address it face your reality and um what, what you were speaking about sometimes people don't want to reflect because they're scared of what they'll see Mm-hmm. They don't know that that could be their very strength. Mm-hmm. Like the reflecting itself can be what is stopping them from achieving certain things, but they're so afraid of what's gonna come from it. And funny enough, a lot of the time, the thing that you fear, once you do it, you're like, it's not even that bad. Yeah. That mm-hmm. even, yeah. 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 Like it's way harder <coughs> in your head, it's way scarier in your head. And once you do it, once you do that coursework that looks like the devil, you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm that mad, like. I could have done this earlier. I was all stressing and being, you know what I mean, feeling anxiety and all of that. I could have just done this. Shit like that, man. And you're postponed inevitable because at some point you're going to crash and burn. Yeah. And you're going to have to do it. And that is why today was important. Because, well, obviously it's beneficial to those who are um, in our audience. But for me personally, and Idris, I know you can relate to this. I'm at the point. I'm at. I'm at the point where I'm yeah, like, if I, yeah, man, if I turn, and I've known for like two and a bit weeks. My mum said it to me two weeks ago, two and a bit weeks ago. She goes, "You're burning out." Mm. I can see it, man. See it. Yeah, it. yeah. And so this is like, okay, time to reflect because if I, if I don't like, I've got too much good going for me, for me to not stop and reflect. I have to. Mm. I have to. I've been so fortunate and so blessed to be to be able to just. You know, to sail through certain things, even through the the, the, the murky darkness, yeah. Um, but it's not it's not a fluke. There's a strategy to it, and I need to reassess that strategy and re-engage because I disengaged some parts of it because I'm tired. Because I am tired. So this is me reflecting, saying, okay, I'm achieving a lot, but. This steep climb against the wind and the rain is like taking out of me. And I do not feel for a second that that makes me look weak. I can stay ahead of the game. So that's my mindful moment. Stay ahead of the game by stopping and reflecting. Reassess and re-engage. Reassess, rejuvenate. Then re-engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reassess, rejuvenate, and re and re-engage. That's what I'm saying to the people. Um, these episodes are getting longer and longer, but I don't mind. I like talking to you guys, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I love having my brothers here. You guys are my air and rock, which I appreciate so nice. much. You've played a key say air? Huh? I say A, as in, no. as in, as in, like, A-I-R. A-I-R. Yeah, I'm also got this for A. It's okay. On paper, I, I know what A looks like, but in my head, it was, it's, it's actually weird spelling. Mm. Mm. I feel like that, but yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, A, because i got to breathe, right? Okay. And rock, because you're man are steady, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my, my brothers are my Aaron Rock, um, and, and, um, Again, shout out to my brother who's doing the, the very hard family business in Zimbabwe at the moment. He's also my Aaron Rock. I love that man. Like, to the ends of the earth and back. Um, 
we are going to keep doing this. We're going to keep on doing episodes. This is amazing. We've got cooking show coming your way. We've got Brunch Brothers um, community stuff that's going to be coming your way. So stay tuned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also, shout out to the parents who listen to my podcast. Um, oh, I, what you get? You get give it to the parents. You can hear the parents hear you talk about sh- their kids. Mister Moya, I heard your show the other day. <laughs> yeah, mum, look at listen to it. I know he's just, that's my son right there because I know him. He's yeah. Do you know that is that? That's when, not my daughter. She wouldn't do that. When they find out that I have a podcast, they're like, "Oh, where can I find it?" And I'm like, "Show it." You know, but I t- but I tell them, I'm like, "Yeah, go find it." You know, so and so, whatever. I was like, "Oh, to my Instagram today." Like one of the kids' dad went on my Instagram and like liked the pictures. Like <laughs> when you help someone's child, man. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and so, um, yeah. Shout out to the parents who listen to my podcast. Our podcast because I can't do this alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's 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 really great to to be able to um to share this side of ourselves with our unwitting listeners because every single week we clap them with the next realness and Sound we, different. yeah and we and we and we do lots of unpacking on the show which I love. So without any further rambling, I have been a journey. I've been Samuel Williams. You're just Gazeta. And you have been tuned into the one and only Brunch Brothers, the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, share the link. Send it to someone you care about. Um, and remember, reassess, rejuvenate, and re-engage. Cool. I can tell this was a serious podcast. All the cameras are dying on us. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. This. <laughs> 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 <laughs>